interesting folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. Don't forget to visit our refreshment center during the intermission or any time. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. So will the youngsters. Everything is quality and mm, so good. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Bring the family. Bring your friends. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. Oh, a word of caution. Don't drive over 10 miles an hour in the theater area for your safety's sake. And mom or pop, go with the kids when they leave the car. We hope you have a wonderful time. Come back soon. Hello, everybody. I'd like to explain something before I introduce Carl. Well, you see, we're sitting in the back at the Starlight in the back of uh, my little El Camino in the little, back, in the little comfy hatchback seats we got back here. Any talk about computer problems, well, we bring our laptops here so we can record the show, and then we edit it and put it up afterwards. Isn't that right, Carl? Absolutely. Whatever you say, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and with me tonight, as usual, is Carl. And tonight's episode is Kafer told me to. And this is, if you're listening to it live, this is the last of the What the Fuck Month. But really, it should be the third film. But I'll get into it afterwards. Really, the preferred way of listening to this. Because if you do that, it'll all flow together and make a lot more sense. So, yeah, because I'd be like, yeah, you're saying we make sense? Oh, bullshit. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> and we have another half hour of great trailers where we're going to watch before they play the movie tonight. And this week is going to be another good one. Well, maybe except for one. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, God. And as usual, we're at uh, Driving Grindhouse Movies for the 1960s 3. And... Uh, We're at two We're hours at... and one minute and eight seconds, in case you want to follow the trailers with us. So, here we are, and we're about to go in five, four, three, two, one, zero, go. Here we go. And this is an odd little movie, because depending on the ending you see on it, it's either a World War II allegory or a fucking post-nuke film. And that is the Shirma Pune and uh, Lee Mar- Marvin in Hell in the Pacific. This one could have easily fit in What the Fuck Month, couldn't it, Carl? Yeah, it would. It looks like a war movie. It kind of is a war movie, but it ain't. This oh, is sort yeah. of like 
uh, alien, alien nation before alien nation. Yeah, I guarantee and you. That. We're seeing every actor that is shown in the damn movie in this trailer. But this is John Borman, the John Borman from Zardoz. So <laughs> you expect what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, this is Borman. Yeah, Borman has two speeds. Either what the fuck or, or boy, that was damn good and scary. This woman goes a little bit in both. Yeah. I love it. They're trying to sell it as a normal movie, which it damn sure isn't. No. Of course, how they could have sell it anyway. Yeah. I mean, seriously. By the way, yeah. probably Buffoonie's best non-Japanese film, since this was an American film. Yeah. His best Italian film is Red Sun, which you've already done. Go back in the archives. Yeah. Okay, Stephen, you got to get it up now. Yeah, I'm sorry, but this is an amazing film. And what's funny is the trailer really doesn't show how dark this film goes. This is a film that starts out dark dark and goes to fucking midnight. (laughs) <laughs> and it's an impotent film too. It's yes. about Jack Nicholson plays like your basic fifties and sixties lover man, who when the girls get the power in the seventies, he can't get it up. He can't get it up. He can't get it up in the morning. <laughs> and why is it that if you see a a, a sort of like a sexual movie, and it's got Art Garfunkel in it. That's code words for extremely fucked up. <laughs> and let's not forget who wrote this too. Jules Pfeiffer wrote this. Yeah. And and, and everybody in this is really good. I think Garfunkel's a little miscast, but I work with him in it. And the other film that I'm referring to is Bad Timing, Essential Obsession. If yes, you're in, I agree. If you're going to a movie in the 70s and you see Art Garfunkel is in it and it's not a musical film, you're going to go into dark, dark, dark waters. It's brilliant. Susan, I love you. And what's funny is Garfunkel's character starts out as the wimpy character. But he becomes, by the end of the movie, he's the more manly one than Jack Nicholson's character. True. And Rita Moreno has a great role in this, by the way. Yeah, they don't show her in the trailer. That That's as close as we get to see Rita Moreno in this trailer. Yeah. Written by Jules Pfeiffer. Who gave us Doonesbury and uh, Little Murders and lots of dark shit. 
Oh, God. This is the movie that Carl loved so much he's seen it 32 times in the theater in the 70s. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, God. The savage should be shot. that I sent you about how pissed off that George C. Scott was that this movie was rated R? Yes. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. There's no way this movie wasn't an R-rated movie. Okay, so how shall we put this? Uh, uh, sexualized version of William Defoe's uh, Robinson Crusoe? Yeah, this is what happens when you give a movie star full carte blanche to make their own dream movie. And that they spend the whole movie sniffing their own farts, believing every idea, no matter how stupid and ludicrous it is, is brilliant. This is is about, he teaches his son to be a savage. Why? I don't fucking know. (laughs) And then by the end of the movie... He ends up wanting to mate with the only other woman on the island, his mother. Which is his mother! And I'm sorry, Trish Van De Beer, not a great actress. And she was his wife at the time. is that George C. Scott was offended that his movie got the R rating like such sleazy and disgusting films as I forget the other one, but one was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I'd rather see Texas Chainsaw Massacre than this. Hell, I'd rather see Inchon than this. I <laughs> know you wouldn't. <laughs> How about partner? Had... No, not partner. Okay, yeah, partners. <laughs> this movie is just that bad. There's a reason why this movie has never been released to VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, or even... Or how did you see this mess? HBO. Oh, HBO. God. Those are some... They were some starving times there, wasn't they? Oh, no. That's that's why I love HBO back in the day, man. You saw everything, no matter how bad it was, how good it was. Yeah. The savage is over. Thank God. Thank God. Oh, and he ended up, George C. Scott said, if you thought this movie was offensive, he'd pay you back. Okay, I what we got here? Oh, 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 I love this movie. Dracula versus Frankenstein. Al Anderson at his worst, and it is wonderful. It's oh, so bad. I, it's at his best. I mean, this is just a real kitchen sink movie. I forget the actor's name who plays Dracula, Zoltan something. Zandor Zoltan. Yeah, where the fuck did they find him? And Jay Carroll Nash. 
you know, that horrible last role yeah, for Jake Yeah, well, that was uh, one of Al Adamson's gimmicks. He liked to get old, musty, decrepit, under last legs actors. actors. This movie is just stressing that Dracula word, isn't it? It's like every other word. Yeah. And this movie will help you go use the toilet like Dracula. And there's Ed Lon Chaney, Y'all care on that. Angelo Rodino. Oh. Ed Zombie. Andor Yorkov. Yeah. Yeah. More about this Andor Yorkov. David Carradine. No, John so Carradine. What's sad is uh, Lon Chaney Jr. did die a little shortly after making his film from uh, alcohol, his alcohol-related issues. And who's that guy getting out of the car, Carl? I didn't see it. Forrest J. Ackerman. Yeah, Forey. All right, Forey. Uh oh. Okay. Best James Toback movie ever. Oh, Top God, three yeah. Harvey Keitel performances ever. Yeah, if you this haven't seen fucking... this, you need to see this. Sort of a very, very dark version of um, Five Easy Pieces, kind of. Yeah, got... this is like uh, five, five Easy Pieces screwed uh, the Godfather and had a baby. Yeah. Fredo was a psychotic who liked playing the piano. Right. And I love that, yes, in every scene in this movie, he's got that Radio. Radio. And one of the few films that's, that co-starred Tisa Farrow, which is Mia's uh, youngest uh, sister. That was an Italian and um, didn't have a monster in it. Yeah, exactly. And Michael Gazzo, who that is right there, is great in this film. Gazzo's fantastic. Gazzo's always this, fantastic. You know, but but the thing about this film, you know, uh, Toback did The Gambler, The Pickup Artist, uh, wrote a number of other films, but this is by far his best film. There's not even Hey, anything. that that was a line I've thought about you before. I should have strangled <laughs> you in your crib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you didn't. Jim Brown. Time machines aren't invented yet. That's true. And Jim Brown, I love the way Jim Brown looks. What you gonna do, dude? Yeah. And what really the trailer doesn't get across is that Harvey Cartel's character is on the verge of a serious psychotic breakdown. Well, you do get it from the last shot of this trailer, but. Oh, and this scene is so good. Oh, yeah. 
Kaikal still going strong after 50 years of, you know, more than 50 years in film. I'm sorry, but Kaikal has always been the better actor to me out of the Mean Streets crew. Yeah. Some will love it, others will be angered. Oh, this is the last shot that really shows you at him after his psychotic breakdown. Yeah. I mean, look at his face right there sitting. Yeah, and he's completely nude outside a window. Yeah. Good film. I'm trying to figure out which one this is. This is just another generic Western. And this vast country, why? Oh, no, this one is good. This one's very underrated. Uzuma's Raid. Oh, okay. Uzana's Raid, I think. Yeah, Uzana's Raid. This was during the era when us oddball film people started to love Burt Lancaster when watching anything that he was in. And that would be one of those people was me. Yeah. Uzana's <laughs> Raid. Lawman. Uh, oh, you know, and then you get into the the, uh, the, the mid seventies with yeah. the Midnight Man with 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 uh, 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 oh, what's the name of that? Um, um, oh, Willard's in this. Yes, Willard is in this. Bruce Davidson. Yeah. Nice. Twilight this is another trailer that doesn't show really how dark this movie is. Right, Carl? Yeah, but this period of Lancaster from 70 to, to when he finally passed away in the, uh, in, in the late 80s, just mm-hmm. tremendous comeback by Lancaster. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say as much of a comeback as as he decided not to give a fuck, and then he did his best work. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I would agree with that. And that, of course, started with one of your favorite films in '68, and that would be The Swimmer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, that period of time, I fell in love <laughs> with. And one of the things about Burt Bert Lancaster is that he was very, very much a liberal. And as he did these films, his viewpoint came through in most of these films from 68 on. Now, I have to admit, I don't know this film. This is one of the few Lancaster films I've missed over the years. Oh, it's good. This is like what Soldier Blue should have been when it comes to detail. Okay. You know. Oh, agreed. Okay. What oh, the fuck British sex comedies. Oh, God, look at that face, Carl Dell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you supposed to get a boner in the face? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be Bruce Spence, for God's sake. Hey, that's Australia. You, but yeah, <laughs> seriously, this is back when 
middle class America thought that swapping, watching porno meant that they were worldly. Yeah. Like I said, skip these movies and watch the ice storm. Personally, I would say don't watch the ice storm because you'll be fucking destroyed by the end of it. But that's me. Yeah, but if you want to really learn how these movies ended, not like how the movies end. See, you can tell this is uh, British because they got the cool sunglasses. And I don't know any of those people. I've never heard of this thing before. Nor do I want to. I just know from the music and stuff that this is British. You know. Okay. Isn't this known under another title? I don't know. I think it is. I think it is. Bone tripping. There's only one really good thing about the movie. And this and the good thing about the movie is only in it for five minutes. Okay. Bruce Stern. Okay. Yeah. Lincoln, listen to him right here. I love him. Okay, I have to I I am a Bruce Stern completist. I have to watch this now. And I do oh, like Nick Foster though. That one scene with him in it is so good. Well, it's fucking Bruce Dern. Yeah, I mean, this is just your another hitchhiking is bad. Bad things will happen to you. I love that line. I I, I was believing pre love, but every time I did, it cost me something. Yeah. This is a Daniel Kramer film. Yeah, this actually he's mentioned this film. This is definitely <laughs> a dead film. Yeah, every film like this since on I've named I've nicknamed them Dan Kramer films. And you can tell them I have. Well, Dan Kramer, we should say at least that Dan Kramer's a good good friend of the podcast and uh he is a independent yeah. He's an independent filmmaker. He's doing trailers from hell right now for Joe Dante. And well, I'm sure he, that, if he has done this loves one, he will. these early 70s uh, hippie flotation movies. Yeah. Oh, God. The Naked Eight. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, God. It looks, it's like bad animation and bad comedy. That's horrible. It is just one is of the Is the animation most... worth watching? No, no. Nothing <laughs> is worth watching. Oh, God. Don't you know the monkey donates to keep falling over? Why the hell are they? Uh... I mean, look at that animation. Does it look good at all? No. Uh, it looks like something that I could draw. Yeah, exactly. If I cut, if I cut it out of a book. It's just oh, oh god. This is this is horrible, folks. 
So, which is it's so far the worst trailer we've seen in this half hour, Carl? This oh, easily. or the Savage or Loose? Oh, no, this is worse. <laughs> I'd rather watch the Savage is Loose. No, you have, you've never seen this, have you? I wouldn't. I've never Trust me, I have seen pure it. Hate. I've read nothing but pure hate for this movie. Oh, it's it's horrific. And I'll tell you where I saw this. Howard pulled this movie and showed showed it to me at his home theater. Why? Thinking I didn't like it. <laughs> and I, I don't think anyone And, and at it. the end of this, I said, I think I'm going to fucking strangle you. A playboy, yeah. Yeah, I like this because this movie says, fuck it, we're going to park the car wherever the fuck we want to. Oh, and look at this trailer for this movie. You would think this is a happy-go-lucky comic film. Not one of the most depressing fucking movies you've ever seen with Dick Van Dyke in a Bravo performance. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Dick Van Dyke is fantastic in this. He had a tendency to do darker films occasionally. Remember Cold Turkey? Yeah. But not as many as as dark as this one. No, this no, movie, no. This is by I far mean, dark. Look Easily. at this trailer card. They hide anything dark about this movie. They give little tiny hints. But that's it. Just little tiny hints. You know. The best way to describe this movie, the tone of it, is this opening scene, which is Dick Van Dyke is a miserable, lonely old man in a cavernous mansion, sitting alone looking at his films on TV. And that's the opening fucking scene, isn't it, Carl? Yep, it is. You know, and, I mean, and it is a nice nod to Chaplin and to the <clears throat> to the science films, but it is yeah. dark. I think Dick Van Dyke was pissed off about this advertising campaign because this movie flopped hard. Because the people yeah, who would go see what it is wouldn't see it because of this trailer, and the people right. who went to see this because of his tra- this trailer. Wouldn't watch this. And this is, by the way, I think this is directed by Carl Reiner. Yeah. Carl Reiner's not afraid to go dark, black dark. Never has been. I mean, this is basically Dick Van Dyke playing a self-destructive... Asshole. (laughs) Asshole, yeah. I'm talking about self-destructive assholes. <laughs> oh, this Damn. this one's good. This may be the best movie that uh, the guest on your show two weeks ago was ever involved in. Yeah. And who was that guest, Carl? Two weeks ago, I'm trying to remember. Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman, yes. This, yeah, this was his first movie that he worked on. 
this movie is still as dark and mean and acerbic today as it was back then. And Peter Boyle's one of his best roles, easily. And it's just, it's just brutal. And and he, this was directed by Joe Appleson, John Appleson, yeah, John Appleson who did Rocky. Yeah. And and though people love Rocky and what he did afterwards, I much prefer his work before Rocky, which is a lot darker and a lot nastier. Yeah, film. this film is great, but for some reason it's gotten forgotten. And by the way, Susan Sarandon's first film. Oh, God. Let's not talk about Susan Sarandon in this film for reasons that if you have seen it, you'll understand. If you haven't, you won't. Yeah. You know, and John Appleton. Yeah. I was just going to say John Appleton also did a film called Cry Uncle, which was basically an X-rated film. Uh, He also did a porno film. Well, this was too. Yeah, but I'm talking actual porno. Yeah. Because Cry Uncle has this is where I got one of my favorite malpropatisms from. Okay. Orgy. Hey, there's Susan Sarandon in one of the most pathetic lines of the movie. Yeah. And one of the last movies that Cannon tried to get going before they done that was a sequel to Joe called Citizen Joe. Yes, but it never it never happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Richard Boone, man. Okay, this is the movie when John Wayne realized that his old stuff was out of date and he had to do needed to do something new or else his career was over. Yep. This is what they call you could put generic John Wayne movie on this and it would fit it. You know. I mean yeah. look and see how many beats in this that you can recognize from other John Wayne movies, Carl. Oh, easily. Just wait. Yeah, I've seen that before. Red River. Yeah. Man. But any scene that John Wayne has with Richard Boone in this movie is gold. Well, it's Richard Boone. Okay, let's 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 give credit where credit is due. Oh at God, this point I do. Send that boy's body back to you in a basket. Yeah. And that's his son, Patrick Wayne. Right. And that looks like a fake mustache. Yeah. I've taken shit like that before. Look how old and tired he looks right there, man. Oh, yeah. I like you. 
Richard <coughs> Boone sold that line, didn't he? I mean, oh, you yeah. look on Richard Boone's face. He's like, oh, hell, shit. Up you were dead. Bobby Vinton? Fucking Bobby Vinton? Seriously? Yeah, naked Bobby Vinton. No, good God. This is not good as the other film that Richard Boone and John Wayne did together, The Shootist. No, Shootist is great. Okay, I don't know what this okay, is, but it looks like done. Ted Kramer film. We're done. Yeah, we're done. We're done? Yeah, because that's okay. Inga. Oh, okay. okay. We, can... we can deal with that. Yeah, turn, I'm getting, I'm finding the movie now. This okay, movie, go. if you look at this title, you would think it'd be one way, but this one really is a mulligan stew of a movie in a good way. And I'm not insulting it. No, not at all. Um, I should probably say something very briefly. Uh, this is my choice. This is my choice for the what the fuck uh so you can blame me if you don't like it, but I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to oh. find another movie like this. It and doesn't exist. And you will exist. like this. This is the one that's turned out out of all of Larry Cohen's films. This is the one everyone loves. You know, and if, if they even if they don't love it, you know, it's like, what the fuck was that? I've got to see it again. I mean, I've seen that reaction a hundred times at least. Yeah. Um, I think we should just go right into it. Yeah, I don't think I'm we done. have to answer I'm more. Done. I'm there. And okay. In, okay. Take off the veil. We're at Arrow Video. That's where it is. If you got Arrow, you can watch it there for cheap, a.k.a. not pay for it. Right. And we are at... I'm at zero, zero. Uh, yeah. I'm waiting for it to... Okay, we're at zero, zero as the movie. And get ready to start this in five, four, three, two, one, go. When this movie is released, it flopped horribly. Because yeah. no and one knew how weird. to fucking market this thing. Yeah, it's weird because of all of the things it touches. The God is Dead thing. The Von Heineken, uh, Chariots of the Gods. Von Donigan. Not Von, Von Heineken. Von Donigan. I must want a Heineken. Okay, so let me just say something right now. The music you're hearing is the Dies Irae, okay? And the Dies Irae is the song of the dead, all right? By the way, James Dixon in every goddamn movie that that uh, Larry Cohen ever made from, like, 1972 to, like, <clears throat> the late 80s. Oh, and you see that stuff in the background, people? I've had poops like that. I'm ha- I'm having poops like that right now. 
But yeah, this film started out as one of Larry Cohen's biggest flops. And then it was rediscovered like a motherfucker. And it's become one of the ones that anytime almost anybody does a Larry Cohen retrospective, this is the one they pick. Oh, yeah. They don't, yeah. So, you know, what is that shit we're, we're, watch, we're watching that the, we don't know? I still, to this day, don't know what the fuck that was. Uh, New York in New the York 70s, City. man. Yeah, this is Larry Cohen City. Yeah. And all these shots are stolen. Every one of them. You try to steal a shot like this nowadays. Your ass would be arrested and gone to jail so quick. But that's exactly what he did. And we'll go into one particular one here later. And this first series of murders is based on the Charles Whitman murders. uh, With a little bit of, uh, what's his name, the guy that killed JFK? Uh, Ruby. Yeah, Oswald. uh, Oswald. Oswald. Bloomingdale's not there anymore. Oh, Deborah Raffin. Yeah, and that book. Yep. But the reason is is that, well, I'll get into the Oswald part, but yeah, this is there where uh, Starkweather just opened fire randomly. And there was a picture mm-hmm. of the Badarishi guru, the Beatles guru, right there. Woody Allen's love and death. Yeah. As you see, he Larry Cohen. I would bet seven to eleven that Larry these people running scared are people that Larry actually shot at with fucking blank. <laughs> I yeah, I would not be surprised. Would not be surprised. And the reason I said Starkweather was this first bit of the rampage at the day took place on the water tower. Mm-hmm. And I love it automatically goes after the fact. Okay, so right that? there is Mike Callan. Okay, Mike so let me Kellen. talk about Mike Callan. One of okay. the great character actors along with Joe Silver. And that he always played these type of roles, uh, and I adore him. And Jack Gilbert would be the third of that group. Yeah. And here he is, the great Tony LaBianco. Of course, at this point, I think we should mention that he was not the first choice for this role. No, he was... uh... The first choice was uh, Robert Forster, and him and Cohen didn't get along for reasons which we'll get into later. Okay. Because right now, LaBianco is a little, is, is well, he isn't where we should talk about that part. Right, Carl? No. No, we'll get into that. We just know he's a police person. He's going yeah. to have to talk to to the guy. 
And this is what he does. And that was an actual water tower. And, and you'll see the, the, the way that the shots are set up. Um, and you that's from see the right there, Tony LaBianco looking down like, oh, God, what the fuck am I doing here? Oh, God, what the exactly. fuck am I doing that's here? That's where I was going. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going. Because he was afraid of heights. <laughs> and he's good in a lot of roles, too, the guy playing the sniper. Right. You'll see a lot of actors you know. Uh, you'll also see a lot of actors you don't know, like this woman who just basically he just picked up and and, and, and said, hey, say these lines. Cohen loved faces. Yeah. He loved faces. Okay, big reveal. Catholic boys' school. Keep yeah. that in mind, kids. Keep that in mind. That becomes very, very important. Everyone who comes on to me comes to me as a friend. Mm-hmm. This, the one thing about this, the, the, what we're seeing right now, the the shooting sequences you could tell weren't were improvised to a certain degree. You know, just yeah, fall a lot down. of this movie was improvised. But here, look at how this is shot, and the emotion here. And you're going to find or this, lack. This, well, no, actually, I find this very emotional uh, in terms of, of, of for the audience. Maybe not the way the actors are doing it. And, and this type of push and pull in this film is very important and very offsetting. It keeps you off center. I'll tell you. And oh, look how much that breaks his heart that the guy kills himself. Yeah. Okay, now that we're at a quiet scene, we'll talk about it. the reason Forrester was booted off the film is that Forrester wanted to chew gum all through the movie, and Cohen knew that was intrinsically wrong. And so he fired him. And and, and, uh, they made up. Robert Forster was was in one of Cohen's final films called Original Gangsters. Um, Once once he's seen that, this, he realized mm -hmm. that he was, Cohen was right. Uh Uh-huh. Deborah Raffin was was a, a relatively big name at this point in time in the 70s. Uh, but after that, not so much. She disappeared. She's one of those 70s faces, as I've always called it, were female actresses. Right. Uh, 
Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, probably the best-known film she was in was Death Wish 3. Well, not nowadays. Nowadays, it'd be this one. Right. Uh, and Grizzly 2, actually, too. Oh, let's not bring that one up. She was in Scanners 2, The New Order. That one was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But really not too much. Uh, probably her best it, film okay. is The Sentinel. The Sentinel. Well, this is like Re Harvey Oswald. Because this yes. is one of the biggest confusions about when they found the gun that he used to kill President Kennedy with. The sights weren't calibrated. It was a cheap mail-order gun. There's really no logical way he could have made those shots. Uh, time check. I'm at 10.53, 10.55. Okay. Let's see. I'm at 11.03. Yeah, okay, you're, you're, you're ahead of me. Yeah, but who cares? This is... Yeah. You're missing the scintillating shaving and hair combing scene. But really, <laughs> well, you know that. No, I, I'm really, there now. Yeah. It's scintillating. But really, he's trying Cohen to make was a, dealing with a lot of mysteries, a lot of things that couldn't be explained, like that. That's why a lot of people can't accept if it's true that Lee Harvey Oswald did it is because of the weird gun and all that. Right. Oh, she's not happy. Oh, okay. Here we go. Sandy Dennis, who I adore, is his ex-wife. Okay? No, 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 no. Excuse me, yes. give her... He won't give her a, a divorce. A divorce, that's right. Yeah, because... Uh, uh, well, he doesn't believe in, in that because he's Catholic. Yeah. He's one of them hardcore Catholics. And right here we see all the emotion from the first just out of him. Mm-hmm. And that's what Cohen wanted. Mm-hmm. And I love you know, that. Sandy Dennis like, was one of those yeah. actresses, like like uh, where where she would do oddball stuff. She was not a normal actress. You know, she's sort of like my second in in, in line to Susan Tyrell because <clears throat> she did some really interesting things, and this is one of them. And we just talked really, about a very important line. It's like oh, sorry. why he's like why are you so a Catholic when where's the joy because being a Catholic or being religious is supposed to bring joy to your heart exactly so you start to see that you know Catholicism religion is playing a part in this and and that's what really bothers him about God told me to he can't fathom why someone would say that, right? Yeah, this has already shown him to be cold and distant. 
he's a he he's cold and distant, but he's fake being a human. Faking being a human. Mm-hmm. Don't get and, go there yet. Well, I'm, I'm go going there, there as in I've seen a lot of more people who fake being a human. They have smiles in their faces. They're warm. They're kind. But you can just look at them and be like, yeah, motherfucker, I see you got a mask on. Beautiful shot. Oh, my God, that's gorgeous. I would love to play the organ in that church. Yeah, this is the new remastered version that's coming out on 4K later this year. Larry Cohen never shot an ugly film. I've never seen a Larry Cohen film that didn't look good. Have you? No, I haven't. Now, the one thing I will say is that his editing throws people off. You know, you have a shot of that church, and then he's walking down that hallway. Well, why, why that yeah. shot? Why that juxtaposition? You notice that he's not wanting to know why they did it. He's taking their confession, their final confession. Right. And John, that's not a biblical name, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> John the Baptist? Lots of Johns in there. This film was very dallied with before Cohen finally got his director's cut out there. Which made a confusing film even more fucking confusing. Right, Carl? Right. How did you first see this? I seen it when it hit VHS. I saw this. At the drive-in, my friend. Howard was a big fan of Cohen. So I saw this at the drive-in under <sighs> Demon. Now, and that's one thing we got to mention is that the the PR to this, they didn't know how to sell this. So they, they, they put it out under another title called Demon. And, of course, there's no Demon in it. And if you're listening to this, through uh, Blog Talk, you'll see that poster there. I have uh, the post, the two main posters for this: the God Told Me To and Demon. And right here is the movie debut of an actor coming up, and they stole this shot, which proves that Cohen's got balls of steel. Cause there he is, Andy Kaufman. He just walked out and got in the middle of the lineup. It's going to happen. Probably with a mayor's watch. Probably the Somebody's trying to terrorize the people in this city, and they're going to do it in a big way. How hilarious mm-hmm. is that that Cohen would do this? And, and that is that 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 is the actor. That's James Dixon. You will find him in every goddamn Cohen movie from 1972 on. So like 88. Yeah. 
And they thought that they were the TV crew filming the parade. Right. Hey, Raider Shrine, that parade is going on every year for 75 years. Something new is going to be added this year. It's too late anyway. The Mars side's been three minutes. All that bullshit about who was Saint Nicholas, Carl? Saint Nicholas was a Russian saint <laughs> who who uh, is the patron saint of children. Yeah. And of course, also considered Santa Claus. Yeah. And all of this is stolen footage, which for. By the by, the grace of God, Cohen did not go to fucking jail for. Once the ending <laughs> of this scene plays out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Kaufman, you can expect him to do something like that. And I won't be surprised if Cohen just told LaBianco, okay, go out and run in between those cars. <laughs> there's but, you know, there's St. Patrick's. By the way, that's not the church that was shot inside. I think that one's in Brooklyn, yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, LaBianco's character is a Roman Catholic. Yeah. These are Irish Catholics. That's uh, the Irish Catholic Church. Well, no, it's still the Roman Catholic Church. Trust me, it's still the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, but trust me, there's a difference. Like between Southern, between uh, uh, full immersion Baptists and... uh... (laughs) So he shoots this, and he doesn't get into fucking trouble. Okay, I don't get it. I don't fucking get how that didn't happen. From what I understand, and he didn't have, he didn't have uh, uh, permits or anything on this. Notice that the, the, all this is, is improvised. Everyone running away, all that. It, this is unreal that this is happening. <laughs> And it just leads up to the lit. Oh, here's the part. Here's a little bit of Fillmore controversy. So be quiet while we listen to it. God told me to. So what do you think? Is that Andy Kaufman's voice or Larry Cohen's voice? That's Larry Cohen's voice. Uh, Larry Cohen said that he overdubbed it because. Uh, of all the noise at the parade, which will make a whole lot of fucking sense. Oh, did you see who that guy in the coat was they were pushing back? No. That was Larry himself getting pushed back by the yeah, guy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but, yeah, a Kaufman says that was his voice, and Larry says that it was his voice. No, that that, that is not Kaufman's voice. I couldn't see him doing live audio in that kind of chaos. No. Uh, 
You notice that LaBianco's character is closer to the biblical description of Jesus and the kid they described so far is the one that's in the Bible as the picture of Jesus? Yep. We're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So now he's starting to know that. Yeah, people are just so willing to talk to him. And no, Richard Lynch's face is never shown in this movie. We don't even see a fucking face. We we sort of do actually, but not really. We'll get to that when we get there. Well, what she just said. Yeah. His face is a blur. You know, again, what I really like about this film is these these actors have these small scenes like this one. They come across as real. And that's what he's trying to do here. Is that true, Carl? Well, yeah. I I think if you're walking barefoot in New York City, (laughs) you got a problem. I I happen to agree with that wholeheartedly. So we should talk a little bit about Tony Lobianco. Um, He was in the Honeymoon Killers, uh, and and I think he should have had a bigger, bigger uh, uh, career than he did. Yeah. If you if people you haven't seen Honeymoon Killers, you need to. That one is just amazing. You know he's he's in uh, the French Connection. He's in a yeah. number of great films. Hey, we just seen Tony LaBianco's crotch. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> oh, you know it's the highlight of the film. He's still. Uh, He's still working, by the way. Still laughing. Still alive. Yeah. Uh, he, he was in that uh, uh, Irishman. Yeah, he was the head mafia guy at, <laughs> in the first two seasons of Oz. Right. And Larry, this was, and Larry said this was his fault in the commentary. He said that he fucked up the lighting of this scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) He ain't even asking him anymore. God. 
God, you sound wonderful, my friend. Uh. <laughs> you can tell. He's getting Sorry, fucking folks. scared, man. Yeah. Now, this is the San Gennaro uh, uh, um, Carnival. The San Gennaro yeah. Carnival is in... Um, is in August or September, and the uh, uh, the Irish parade is in March. So you, you're not yeah. going to see them right next to each other. Just there want you to know that. There is a little bit right here that was part of the original script, but Larry cut it because it was too on the nose, which yeah. was when uh, he prays in front of that statue. Uh-huh. The wound on his arm healed itself. Well, that would have been that would have been too on the nose for this too early in the film, yeah. right? I agree. But you just got another another hint <laughs> that he's never gotten hurt before. She's a virgin too. <laughs> okay, that is Mason Adams. Mason yeah. Adams is basically best known for his role on Lou Grant. Great, great. Uh, television actor, basically. You know, he did a couple films here and there. He did FX, too. <laughs> Sorry, folks. This is what you get when you smoke that wacky weed. <laughs> Yeah, but you also feel better once you smoke it too. So I'm I'm a big proponent. Well, if you turn out like that, then don't smoke it. Right. I love that uh, uh, that thing on the wall, that mural. I love how calm this scene starts. You know. Yeah. And again, he's taking this, he's taking Bastion. I stress mm-hmm. that because that's what he's doing. No. He's not interrogating the witness. No, I shot your. I mean, at the end of these things, you expect him to say, say two Hail Marys and uh, two Novenas and come back next Sunday. Listen, if, if, if the character felt he could do that, he would. Okay, no, seriously, I'm not joking, because you're absolutely oh, right. Oh, I know, it. I know. <laughs> so, one of the things you're seeing is you're seeing all these, you're seeing these people saying, God told me to. You're getting, you know that there's this character with long hair. But trying to put all this together, where does this where does this all fit? And that's what 
makes this movie a WTF. The way that the pieces fit. Well, and the other elements that he adds to the soup later. Yeah. Like I said, I did mention Chariot to the Gods, but the first of the movie, and we haven't mentioned that yet. That comes in later. Who was it that uh, that sacrificed his, supposedly sacrificed his son? Abraham. Yeah, Abraham. All of these people seem to be suffering from Abraham syndrome, except for that mm-hmm. one crazy girl that hurt him. And look, he's already got a tiny little bandage after that big thick one he had. Right. <clears throat> Look how he's acting there. You're saying he spoke to you? Look at the wonder in Tony LaBianco's eyes right here. Yeah, I mean, seriously. It's it's what I could do for him. And, and, And this whole idea of God speaking to you and you doing something terrible, this is really, really his attack on the Catholic Church because now this is before this. Sorry, man. You're going through But But you've got a situation where, you know, he's looking at what the Catholic Church has done in the past as far as evil. This is the only time in the movie that you see him get pissed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a better. By the way, you know who that is? That is Joe Spano, who was on Hill Street Blues. Yeah. But you'll see a lot of New York actors in his films in this period of time. <laughs> God damn, man. I think it's because I want one of these toilets or whatever the hell it is. Here, this you big know, speech. And you know who it was? That psycho he's talking what? about? Donald J. Trump. You know this <laughs> Hell, even today, when they say, I know what the cure to guns is, going back to the Bible and going back to God and family values. God. <laughs> Yeah, that's what girls of your generation used as an excuse, wasn't it, Carl? Yeah. It's a miracle. Exactly. Hey, there's your apartment, Carl. Yep. 
Well, hell, if you didn't have a department like that in New York, I'd be shocked. I'll be back. I'm going to go to the snack room okay. and give me something to drink. You're in Carl's hands. Okay, this is a very important flashback. Holy shit, I forgot that she was full on nakedy naked. Yeah. But it's done in sepia, so it's not. It's still pussy, man. <laughs> yeah, true. Sepia I'll pussy. Be back. See you guys in a minute. So this targets back to uh, Robert Aldrich film, actually, very much. Uh, and uh, with Cloris Leachman. In, in, in the role where she's trying to get into a car in the rain. It, okay, so now we're talking about alien abduction here. Okay, now you get to see a little bit about how this is all coming together. <clears throat> We've got alien abduction, impregnation by aliens. We have a uh, uh, we have a Jesus figure who you don't see his face, and we'll get to him later. You got Joe, uh, you got Tony Lobianco trying to figure this all out. Who is a very very uh, rabid Catholic. Uh, so you could start maybe putting the uh, uh, putting this all together in your mind. But here, here it is. You're seeing the flashbacks here. Uh, she didn't cry right. So we just went through the abduction. How the fuck did that go from sepia to black and white? Well, now you're, you know, that was a flashback, so that's in sepia. Yeah, but it, when I came back in here to see it was in black and white. Mm-hmm. Sorry, folks. Okay. Think of Sam Fuller here. Seriously. Remember, I was talking to you about this thing. This is the newspaper editor. God bless, man. I know. I'm used to it. I'm not a goddamn tell you thing. I'm a goddamn news reporter. Second 
religion by its nature is faith of some kind. I'm talking about facts. Bullshit. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. You found the other subject. That's bullshit. Oh, All right, Carl. All right. What makes you think I stick my neck out? Every priest and rabbi from Staten Island, you know, I'm hang you by my mustache and make me be Yeah, when it comes to religion, New York is a stew pot. You got uh, Roman Catholics, Irish Catholics, uh, Protestants, Episcopalians. Orthodox, Catholics, Jewish, everything. Except Baptists, because we're smart enough not to go up there. He's bringing up a big part of UFO lore. This is the first time that UFO lore has really come into the picture. Right. And uh, Orson Welles' production of there is a big part of UFO lore, even if it's just because we laugh our ass off because of... No, this is a great speech. Can you imagine Sam Fuller saying this? Yeah, this is Sam Fuller. Here we get uh, some uh, exposition on him. Because this whole movie up to here has really diverted attention the whole time on what we should be looking at. Right, exactly. You know who the foster child the foster child's son. Which really is him. Oh, and that black right. cop, he's been in almost every scene, and he becomes pivotal close to the end. Position. I'm going home now. Yes, I'm here. No uh, one expects the Spanish Inquisition. And no one fully, and no one expects the police inquisition. That is true, and it counts for you too. People that are too religious just cause everybody a whole bunch of goddamn problems. Yeah. Holds up a mirror for some reason. Nothing. I okay, love this scene. Really, now we're getting into the God is dead material. That was a big, weird thing that died as quick as it popped up. Right, Carl? Right. 
And if I had to sum it up, well, I don't have to sum it up. I mean, this is one of those movements where the title says, says the whole movement's doctrine, doesn't it, Carl? And by the way, those, those scenes that we saw of the riots, stolen again. Is this the cut scene? Yeah. When I seen this on VHS, Carl, this fucking scene was missing. And without yeah. this scene, the ending makes no fucking sense. Can you imagine watching the movie without this scene? Yeah. And why is a pimp carrying a steak knife? Yeah, really. And how come that? How come he don't bleed? Yeah. Well, well, no one really bled at the beginning either. It's cheap, it's cheap film. He did this on on uh, you know a lot of it improvised. A lot I know of it. this is one time I'm busting his balls because there should be blood all over that black. And this guy was in a lot of black exploitation films. Oh yeah, he's in one of my favorites that almost nobody knows but me. Honky. Uh huh. See, he knows about it immediately. Not enough that you cause this, that you you leaked it to the press, you made a panic for one of the murderers on the stage. The These hookers, not <laughs> none better. <laughs> Who is this black hooker supposed to represent? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. You. Ladies and gentlemen, Carl's supposed to be the biblical expert of the show as he tells him, but he did. But um, uh. Small Mary Magdalene representation went right over his head. Uh, no, I I no no. This is not the Mary Magdalene. Yeah, no, but you disagree. know what I mean. You know. Don't disagree. Disagree. I'm just saying that's just Cohen was sitting about him talking about you know how Jesus uh, I, was praised with everybody. Okay. Yeah. Everything that he 
There's no fighting. Oh, that guy looks like Giuliani, only sober with a big dick. Yeah. Is this the bad guys or the... Oh, isn't there 12 people sitting at that table? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, I think it's more seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I see 12, but there's more on the... No, I think it's more. Well, there's Judas right there, and the rest of them could be the apostles. Oh, yeah. uh, There's that, that reference there. And, of course, they're the apostles to the wrong God, to the wrong Jesus. And, of course, that brings up who's the right Jesus. And that brings up why we've had wars throughout the years. To quote a certain friend of ours, Carl, my book is better than your book, and you don't believe in my book, so you must die. Exactly. <laughs> you know she does neck like a cop with the crook. No, no. By the way, I've been to that beer vault many times. It was the food any good? Actually, yes. It was cheap too at the time. <laughs> yeah, and you drunk like a shitload of champagne. <laughs> Isn't that the infamous steakhouse where what the name sure. was killed? Yeah, that's far. Maybe. <laughs> God bless, man. I'm sorry you're not doing well. Don't trust Okay, this gives you more info. Yeah, but don't trust anyone who would have that kind of uncomfy seats in their house. So so this is one thing, you know, God's chosen. If you think you're chosen by God, think again. Okay, and this is the point. I believe that I am chosen by God to suffer you. (laughs) Now, I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) Because it's personal. As they say, you know, I have been evil all my life, and before my sins, they gave me caper. (laughs) Well, you have to survive it, kid, because we're stuck with each other. It's a wonderful thing, and I wouldn't yeah, have it we any don't other have, way. Yeah, but we don't have that couch in. I'd take the purple crest velvet couch. <laughs> yeah, the truth will set you free, but it'll put you through hell first. Know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel before I take a poop. What about you, Carl? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, 
It's him! <laughs> yeah, whenever you see that, that is not CPR. So don't don't try that if you think it's CPR. That's movie CPR. Bang. We have just seen the main fight of this movie get set up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if he can kill one of his acolytes, why doesn't he kill Lopianco? Think about it. <laughs> Think Old about Test- it. Old Testament versus oh, New Testament. tokens. Fucking tokens. I miss tokens. I do. Yeah, I love because tokens. you're racist. You like tokens in your movies. You racist piece of shit. <laughs> Only place that you use tokens is in show world, but I don't so. uh, I, I did that too. Broadway. <laughs> that's the F train. They're dancing. Nice. A very weak Judas. And all this, all this is shot without the other people knowing. Yeah. Okay, this is all done without. You know, with, with, without permits. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings a documentary feel to the film, which I think is very important. Yeah. A lot of films back then stole their shots. Mm-hmm. You notice which way the elevator's going. Oh, yeah, it's going down. See, he never comes upstairs to the furniture. He likes it there. Oh, and we're coming up on one of the... A couple of scenes here that really, really rock. (laughs) But you're looking at... So this he can is make where us know what he wishes. That what whoever we want to see in the basement is uh, the fallen angel. Coming more powerful. How did you like what he said? Yeah. You're strong. You can exercise your will. And I love that golden glow. Yeah. And, of course, this scene. Yeah. Whenever you see the devil, don't eat the tacos. (laughs) 
God bless. <laughs> Gold glow. Well, well and, and let's just say, do you worship at the church of Richard Lynch? Yeah. Okay. And look, they never show us they see. No, they don't. Why is it so important? I believe important. <laughs> Bingo, there we go. Yep. <laughs> Again, the Diasire, very important. This is his moment of uh, loss of faith. Right. Yeah, you get to see his faith sort of there. Not much. Sort of, yeah. Tried to force him to burn himself and couldn't. anyone to do anything for him. If you really look throughout the film now that it's exposed, his power is there from the beginning. He just doesn't realize it. Yeah, he has that soothing quality to his voice. Okay, we are coming up on a scene now with one of the great actresses of all time, and her name is Sylvia Sidney. You would basically know her from Beetlejuice uh, in this period of her time, but this scene is absolutely stunning. It is stunning. Well, fuck you too, lady. <laughs> yeah, really. Look at the faces, man. That he loves faces. <laughs> he truly loves faces. <laughs> so 
See, everyone's starting to look at him weird. Yeah. Except those that he's uh, singing to. See what I mean? Yeah. This is when... And you're right about that. What? You know, I hadn't really noticed that before. But you're right. He's realizing his power and what his power is. And that was an actual screw-up on Lobianco's part, where he no. almost knocked on the door with his hand that was... Yes, so we are now introduced to the great Sylvia Sidney, and she is magnificent in this. Cohen had a great love of older actors and actresses and used them a lot. (laughs) I resemble that remark. Yeah, so do I. This is important because he knows who she is, but she doesn't know who he is, or she's denying it. Not yet, anyway. And who is she? That's the next question. Look at her. Look at her face. Oh, yeah. And she she does a lot of the acting through her, her, her expression. Well, because I might be your son. Yeah, I just gave it away, kids. Yeah, this is her son, and I I think she knows. She just don't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Shocks are better absorbed with the knees bent. Yeah. Okay, here's where the chariots of the gods material comes in. Oh, oh yeah. Well, actually, they did a little bit of this too earlier. Yeah, but just a little bit. But here it is the big thing alien abduction. And impregnated. This is one of the biggest things from uh, Chariots of of Gods. Of course, showing the vagina too there and the vagina-like. What his biggest proponent was is that aliens come to us and gave us our intelligence and all that. And when Mm -hmm. they landed and gave it to us, we mistook them for gods. The next day, nobody could be. What am I 
Mm-hmm. Only two virgins left. Oh, look at his face right here when she's saying that. Yeah. Now she's starting to see. Now she knows. Why have you waited all this time to come? Pulling that blanket toward her, just she's just phenomenal on the scene. Yeah. What are you? Yeah. But he's not the one that did it to her, and that's that's the point too. And think about that. He's in his mid-thirties. Yeah. Is he a Jesus? Is he Jesus Christ? <clears throat> yeah. And this, this is the whole point. Well, I brought it up earlier is that he is the biblical description of Jesus. And Richard Lent's character is the one popularizing paintings. Right. God damn. That's an acting class. That's a fucking acting class right there. Yeah. I remember and and this scene too. Well, all the Catholic symbols, everything. Now we get Mary. to see her. He never has been an ordinary man. Oh, this one's dark because he's Catholic, yeah. but he aborts his own fucking kids. How level of dark is that? It is. Ah, women who are pregnant and smoke in the 70s. Yes. She isn't pregnant. I know, but still. <laughs> Give me a break. It's like in the six months he could tell 
that he was going to have a child like him, and he... Uh, and he, he basically stopped it because yeah. he could. He knew there Again, uh, you know, I have to really say about the acting here, what Sandy Dennis is doing, what Jeff Ratner is doing, what Sylvia Sidney, and everybody in this, there are small scenes that they have. They glom onto. He's not alone anymore. No. Wow. Such a quiet little scene. Yeah, this is sort of like this movie's version of The Last Supper. Yeah. St. Peter. Yeah. And not him after all. And Martha, of course, was who? Mary. Do you remember? No. No, Martha. Who was Martha? I don't know who. Martha uh, what was was one of uh, Jesus's um the wife of one of Jesus's apostles I believe but Mary and Martha Mary and Martha they were very very close and that's the Mary the mother of him so you have You know, Lobianco shows a real intensity here too, quiet intensity. And I will I will argue there is no question that this is his best acted film. Yeah. Without a Okay, that was that shot was too on the nose. Yeah, it was. It was. But it's okay. It's like, why hast thou forsaken me, O oh God? Eli, Eli, Well, that was uh, when they tried to burn him. Right. <sighs> and now we get this scene, which now makes sense. Yeah. When I first seen it, it went to here, and I was like, why the fuck did he kill everybody? 
Oh, and, and the VHS cut, I think, Carl, they put this thing after the confrontation with Lynch. Right. So, so what is this? Is this a police procedural or religious doctrine, a black exploitation film, an alien abduction film, or is yes. it all four of them? Yes. <laughs> if you notice, that's really the theme of all four of these movies that we have done this month, is that they start out semi-normal. And then they go over the cliff the more you get towards the end of them. Right. <laughs> like, what the fuck is the white guy doing here? <laughs> oh. Woof. 70s flashportation. Uh, uh you no know, clothes, man. God damn, great fucking clothes. Tony and Tony, uh, from uh, yeah, well, Tony wouldn't want to wear that shit. This is Tony's no, kind of clothes. Absolutely. Tony Strauss, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's another. Thing. Bronco's uh, character, how conservative he's dressed compared to everybody else in the movie. I love it. Don't be afraid. I love this. Look how he's just standing there. No emotion either way. And look at the look on his face. Just And then the eyes, how they're dealing with the eyes now. Yeah. You say? This is pretty much the only thing that Tony LaBianco's character does for pleasure in this whole movie. God damn. Right, right Carl? Yeah. Or for retribution, if you want to say retribution. Well, he does now it for his got... own. Well, no, no, I would disagree with that, okay? LaBianco has been kind, has been getting, you know, uh, um, confessions. But now he's the god of retribution. You the did this lender. to him. The money lender. Right. Well, no, 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 not money lender. Like, like a eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Old Testament god. Yeah. Okay. Old Testament, not New Testament. Okay. And there's a real <laughs> difference in, 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 you know, how you look at the Bible and how you look at things. Are you Old Testament or are you if New Testament? If you want a great movie that deals with Old Testament, New Testament, 
Check out Frailty. One of the best. Yes. One of the best, easily. Hmm. And if you want one of the best New Testament films that really show religion from a New Testament perspective, uh, then uh, a Calvary. And Old Testament, uh, The Rapture. Yes. And that's very Catholic, too, by the way. (laughs) Extremely Catholic. Tolkien, what do you expect? Well, yeah, Tolkien, not Tolkien, Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah, because that, not those the are guy, two different not things. The it's not Lord of the Rings. Pot smoking uh, Hobbit. Right. The guy who wrote Deep Cover. Exactly. James Tolkien. And here is the final confrontation. Yeah, and before we get there, this movie was like, got a small cult following once it hit DV, once it hit VHS. Right. But it kept growing and growing, and Larry Cohen slowly found out that as the years kept going along, every time they asked for him to do a retrospective of his films, they say, well, which one of my films do you want to show? This is always at the top of the list. Yeah. As well it should be. Okay, 90 seconds. We're going into overtime. Well, no, we're not. We're not going to do this. This isn't live, so hey, let's keep on trucking. Sorry. Oh, that's but, okay. Yeah. We're not the same, you and me. All living things come together and be all that is you. This is another great speech by Cohen. Yeah. And you do see his face a little bit. It, it is definitely. Uh, yeah, but it's still tra- as they describe him, blurred. And now that he realizes that that he's done it, this is where he decides he wants Uh, to be punished. Who were Moses and Jesus, really? Yeah. Oh, and here's one of the most fucked up things about the whole movie. Oh, I could bury your child. No. Who did the FX for this scene? Well, glowing vagina the, people. Who did that? Is it Rick Baker? The, yeah. No. Besides that pulsing vagina, that's Richard Lynch's real scars. Oh goddamn. Yeah. The story is, and you have to look up a movie LSD Tripper Trap to get it, because Richard Lynch never told this story himself. Is that he was in Central Park tripping on acid. So he decided while doing that that it would be a good thing to pour gasoline on himself and light him on fire. Light himself on fire. 
Yikes. He's definitely going Old Testament on his ass. Yeah, this is Old Testament now. And if he notices, he kills himself so that what's his Tony LaBianco's ass character won't be corrupted and have to kill him. And did you see the way he had his hands? Yeah, peace. No, that's the uh, ominous Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The, 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 you know, up, down, left, right. No, up, down, right, left. He accepts his death. But that still doesn't mean he's not the E, you know. Right, exactly. Now, this, this, is, a, this is one of the few scenes, the stairwell scenes are, are I think, those the least effective things in the film, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I love this. Just the perfect oh, ending. Yeah. Love that look. This is the first time you see him smile in the whole film. Yeah. Committed to Matewan State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, Beacon, New York. This was added by the studio, not Cohen. Right. And the thing is, I don't see where they could call that homicide. That was a, you know, there was a fire. That always bothered me to a certain degree. Yeah, because you know that the real homicide he committed was when he walked in the pool room and killed those five motherfuckers. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, this is a great, great film that I'm glad that we don't have to carry the flag for it anymore. No. If there's one thing better than carrying a flag for a great movie, it's not having to. Because that means that everyone has woke up. Yeah, and this was Bernard Herman's last score before he died. No, actually, no, that's not true. Uh, This was after he died. 
Yeah. It, it was after he died. Um, and by the way, uh, Janelle Webb, who wrote uh, the lyrics to that song, is Larry Kahn's wife at the time. Yeah. Um, it's a great film. It's a great film. Well, um, now that the party is over and we're moving on, what did you think of What the Fuck, man, Carl? Oh, I thought I thought everything we did was great. And, and I do appreciate that you gave me a chance to, to feature this particular film. But every one that we did, I think, was great. Nice configuration, all of them. Yeah. These may be WTF films, but they weren't stupid films. No. Brain dead, not stupid. That's for sure. Yeah. And as I said at the first, there was a flow that I... I booked this in. Carl really didn't get it until we started doing the films, why I picked, put the films where they were. And the way to listen to it, if you want to listen to it the way that I intended, this is me being a pretentious artist, but hey, I, this is one of the only times I've ever had one of these moments. <laughs> right, Carl? On the air. Right. It is uh, start with making county line. Mm-hmm. Then listen to Brain Dead. Then listen to God told me to, and end it off with the nice configuration. Yep. Cause so you can see the flow from the ending of this to the nice configuration. You know. Oh, absolutely. The Catholicism, the religious angle. For sure. Yeah. And we'd like to take this moment to say congratulations to one Miss Vicky Love because she's made it. She's retired now. She Absolutely. And I'm glad that she retired before she killed her bosses. There were times <laughs> that me and Carl were really, really worried about that part. <laughs> and we're not joking, are we, Carl? No, we're not. But but instead of killing her bosses, she's now in Facebook jail. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. That don't have the cash yeah. it used to because they do it for stupid reasons. Yeah, that's like true. Like I had a friend that got in trouble for a picture that he posted three years ago. Yeah, they, they put me. I posted something like seven years ago, and, and I got a warning. And this is me. <laughs> You know, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't post anything controversial. At least I don't think so. Some of my humor is a little off, but. And I'm like, they've never read any of my posts because I'm really good. When I was writing post movie lists on Facebook, I wasn't afraid to poke the bear. No. With a flaming stick. Well, I, I, I don't think it's a flaming stick. I think it's more like you're poking the bear with a goddamn nuclear bomb at times. But that's yeah. me. So well, one last thing I have to mention about God told me to because I'm on the IMDb right now. Okay, genres. I just want to say this. Genres. Crime. Horror. Sci-fi. Mystery. Thriller. <laughs> yeah. Now, this has all of them in one. Mm -hmm. 
can also say black exploitation. Yeah. Easily. I mean, this is a movie. If you went in unaware, you would be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> no, let's say it's WTF. What the fuck? Seriously. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, I can't think of any film besides uh, Making County Ryan that we did this month that if someone was like, oh, I'm first time to this, da-da-da, genre, can you recommend a film? These three wouldn't be on it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Cohen, I would recommend, even though I don't like it, most people do, The Stuff or Q as mm-hmm. an entry level to Cohen's work. Right. Uh, no, I would not put this as an entry level. God told me to. No, this is this is going two hundred one easily. Uh, yeah. For me, for me, I think entry level would be Q. Uh, I know you don't like the stuff. I don't care. That, hey, that I one picked also. it as an entry level film. Yeah. And when I mean entry level, it's one of those you take a taste. And you see the themes that are in it, but not fully in it. And if you go, oh, I like it. You know, another one would be uh, 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 Return to Salem's Lot too. No, I would, that's I would like be... a, that's part of the VA. That's part of the DTV Masterclass, along with special effects and the other one, which uh, we I always forget uh, the name. Yeah, so do I. But yeah, you know, and the other and thing Wayne, we should mention about Cohen, go, the other go thing on, we should ahead. mention about Cohen is his TV work. I mean, uh, the man put out the you know the um, the Invaders. He did Branded. He did uh, uh, Cornet Blue, which I love, uh, and he wrote for the Defenders. And he, he did, did uh, everything. That's yeah. why I didn't like that movie, Citizen Cohen. Cohen. It was a good movie. Or King Cohen. A, King Cohen. King Cohen. It's a good movie, but it was as shallow as a puddle of ant piss. Yeah, I was disappointed in that too, actually. Because I thought it would be a lot more, uh, 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 show his career a lot more. Uh, yeah, because the man was incredible about the amount of work he did. Seriously. Yeah, he I mean, when you, when you make a movie, and the top that, ten in the same year on different networks. Yeah, it's one of those that he's one of those directors, like creators, like it isn't what you're going to put into the documentary if you make it as short as it is, ninety three minutes. It's what you're going to leave out. Yeah. Seriously. And again, the other thing, we mentioned it during the, the uh, commentary, and I want to make another point, is I made the connection between Larry Cohen and Sam Fuller. And if you like Larry Cohen films, watch some Sam Fuller, too. Well, just watch Absolutely. some Sam Fuller anyway. And if I was going to make yeah. entryway to Sam Fuller, uh, watch the first five minutes of The Naked Kiss. Yeah, that'll shock the shit out of you. Yeah, that will either make you go, whoa, I'm going to watch the rest of this, or make you go, whoa, 
what the fuck? I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, the other one I would say is shock quarter. Yeah, but that's his uh, uh, two independent films when uh, he lost his uh, sugar daddy at Fox Films. Yeah. No, but but, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Always explore more and don't be afraid if a movie seems confusing the first time. Like we said Watch with uh, the ninth configuration. You really don't start to pick up the themes of that movie until about the third time you watch it. Yeah. yeah. And just remember, where's Joe Spinell and, and uh, what's his name from uh, Exorcist? Uh, Father Harris? Yeah, I'm uh, Miller and you're Spinell. Exactly. Because <laughs> I can just see myself, you tell me a stupid idea and going, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but tomorrow night, uh, speaking of what the fuck movies, uh, Savage Steve Holland made two movies in the 80s. One with a plot, which is Better Off Dead, which they have done, and it's pretty good. And then he did one where he said, Great. yeah, fuck a plot. Fuck up one crazy summer. And we're we're doing that tomorrow on Deviant Legion uh, with John Killian and Rachel, and we'll be doing that tomorrow. Uh, and we're actually going to be recording it at 5 p.m., but it'll be ready at 8 p.m. for everyone. Well, it doesn't matter so when we're you're recording that. it. It matters when you go, when it's going to be up and posted. That's tomorrow at 8. Right, exactly. Exactly. And so we'll be doing later that. this month. With the mighty reluctance of Carl, he was outvoted on this one, which surprised me that I didn't have to fight him on this because he was voted outvoted by the other people that's going to be with us. Is We're going to be doing a nice little art film for 1980 for LB, LGBT month. Don't forget the Q. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and you want to tell them what it is? Yeah, William Friedkin's Cruising. Art fell by fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean that. Uh, yeah, yeah, not my favorite. I don't think it's it's really good to do LGBTQ, but then again, a week ago we did Windows. So, you know, fuck it. <laughs> it could be worse. Okay. You could be doing partners. This is true. This is true. And, and, and actually, we ought to mention Dress to Kill because all three of those films, not partners, but the three other mentioned, were were uh, released in 1980 within four months of each other. Yeah. And so you got this, you got this three, you know, anti-LGBTQ uh, films. <coughs> Uh, with uh, well, I consider dress to kill psycho exploitation. Yeah, but but no, no, you've got a cross dressing killer. Yeah, not really good for the LGBTQs. Uh, and of course, with Windows, you've got uh, a psychotic lesbian. Yeah, yeah, lovely films. Lovely it's films. Not, Windows is not as bad as that one with Capuchin 
where her lesbian lover kills herself over a guy, so she starts mailing the parts of that girl to the guy's house. Yeah. No, I yeah, you told me about that. I can't remember the name of it, but it's an Italian yeah. film. Uh, I, I do want to mention that tonight on Deviant Legion, we're going to be doing uh, a commentary well, watch of a, a Tuesday night. A film. Because um, this is going to be, if you're listening to this, it's Wednesday night or beyond. So they probably already done a, a one, one crazy, crazy summer. summer. What are you doing? La- what What did you do last night? Well, we're doing it tonight. Actually, we're we're doing a last recording. Last night, uh, Carl. Think about it. This won't be posted until tomorrow night. at eight. Uh, last night was Monday night. I did nothing. No, I'm posting this Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Today is Tuesday. Yes, but you asked me what I did Monday. I did nothing on Monday. Yeah, and I'm saying, what did you do last night on Tuesday? What was the show oh, that Jim's oh, got going? Oh, 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 okay. Now I got you. Okay, uh, okay last night on Tuesday night, we did a LGBTQ commentary watch on V for Vendetta, which is a movie I love. It has a, a wonderful uh, subplot for the LGBTQs, and, 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 and it's, it's a great film, absolutely yeah. great film. And, I really, and so if you like on- militant gay films, uh, Print Flamingos just came out last week on the Criterion Connect collection. Is that on the channel too? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. No, and uh, we'll be doing more this 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 month too. Uh, uh, and, also, we uh, should men- go ahead. Also, also we should mention that uh, Philip Baker Hall passed away, and uh, I was hoping to do something Thursday. I think it'll be more likely early next week. That uh, we'll do a, do a show, and actually, yeah. we were thinking of doing one maybe uh, Sunday night, you and I, right? Yeah, and if you don't listen to it, fuck you, fuck you, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll explain that because we may do a commentary watch on one of the greatest uh, uh, Phil Baker Hall uh, uh, portrayals. Uh, in uh, Secret Honor, he plays Richard Nixon. One man show, one person in the film. It's yeah, fucking it was amazing. It's a rare one man show that, when filmed as a movie, actually freaking works. Yeah, seriously. That's because Robert Altman is behind the camera. Yeah. You know. So, are we going to definitely do that Sunday? Because if so, I, I'm in. No yeah, question. we're going to be doing Secret Honor because you're the one that got me to watch it, and that's the first thing I watched when I got the Criterion channel at the first time I got it. And I was you went apeshit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're doing that on Sunday. And uh, what the play is, it's Winsard Nixon on his last hours before the checker speech. No, it's not before the checker speech. It's, it's, it's uh, Watergate. Last last night before he, he he's asked to resign. Oh, the last night before his resignation speech. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did it's, see that. I did see that with the checker speech when I first saw it at the Thalia in the eighties in New York yeah. City. They paired it together with the checker speech, but no, it's, and, it's the night before. What's Kevin playing next week at the Starlight Drive-In? Well, for the next two weeks, me and Carl are going to Texas, and we will be featuring the god of Texas writers, and that's the one and only Joe R. God Lansdale. And next week will be one of his best films, one of his best films that almost no one knows, and that's Cold in July. Great fucking film. Seriously. Yeah. And in the month out, we're going to do the one and only Bubba Hotep. Yeah, Bruce Campbell and Ozzie Davis. With the classic line, I don't care. I got a gross on my pecker. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And thank you guys for listening. And I will find a way to write somewhere, the way to listen to it, to get the flow that I intended for what the fuck month. And thank you guys for listening. And like I said, if any of the Deviant Legion stuff intrigues you, listen to that too. And if you get the extra Legion, listen about me, it's $2 each. True. True. And that all goes to Stephen. <laughs> yeah, it all goes to my damn. Po- well, it probably goes to Bones for Princess. Well, that too. That too. Because I don't. All want- right. Thanks, Stephen, for inviting yeah, me on. Yeah, and thanks. I appreciate it. And good night. And here's a hint for what we're going to be doing after uh, the. After the Joe Lansdale thing Well we're going to be doing Alligator for the 4th of July But Here we go And this is a hint To what's going on And Thank y'all for listening And always remember the drive-in will never die because it's always in our hearts. Say good night, Carl. Absolutely. Good night, Carl. Good night, everyone. La, la. Right now, and I got a little high.
I'm gonna 